This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello, and welcome to Buy Her Shelf. I'm your host, Erica Denise Hearns. If you've come to find more people worth following and books worth reading, you've come to the right place. Each episode, I'll introduce you to one new reader based on her or, on occasion, his shelf. If you're ready to add to your to-be-read pile, prepare to take notes. Good morning and welcome back to the 12 Books of Christmas series on the By Her Shelf podcast. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's installment about the book, My Sister, the Serial Killer, and that you are just chomping at the bit to see if you correctly guessed book two. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you very quickly of what I discuss on the 12 books of Christmas. I'm going to tell you how I discovered book two, why I chose to read it, what I thought about it, who I would recommend this book to, and share a lightning round about the book. Yesterday's clue about this book is that it tells the meteoric rise and just as meteoric downfall of someone in the medical technology field. I discovered this book on the What Should I Read Next podcast with Ann Bogle on an episode where she shared a ton of book recommendations. It was not her typical have one guest on and give them three book suggestions. Also on that episode, I discovered My Sister the Serial Killer. Also like My Sister the Serial Killer, I found this book at the library. It was immediately available on the same day as My Sister the Serial Killer, and I checked them both out. I chose to read Bad Blood after I finished My Sister the Serial Killer because the story intrigued me and I vaguely remembered hearing about it in the news and wanted to know what happened after that Forbes issue, naming her the youngest self-made billionaire. If those clues did not give it away, I am talking about Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup by John Carreyrou. As I mentioned earlier, I discovered this book on the What Should I Read Next podcast, checked it out of the library, and read it because I vaguely remembered hearing the stories about its founder, Elizabeth Holmes, and the company she founded, Theranos. Theranos was a company that claimed to have developed a technology that could run a huge panel of blood tests off of a single drop of blood. If you have had to have your blood testing done to determine what sort of illness you've had, you already know that it takes quite a bit of blood to run the full panel of tests. So if the claims of Theranos were true, then this was a remarkable revolutionary advancement in the medical field. 
and it was worth billions of dollars with a B. The founder, Elizabeth Holmes, rose to great heights in the business world. She was featured on Forbes magazine as the youngest self-made billionaire, and she was interviewed by every major publication. Her sincerity in wanting to help people who had these medical problems be able to get the testing that they needed with as little blood and being pricked with needles as possible was awe-inspiring and commendable. The only issue was that the technology did not work. Journalist John Carreau was the person who broke the story wide open of what was really happening at Theranos, that the technology really didn't work and that it was dangerous to be using this technology and misdiagnosing people. What I thought about this book, I loved Bad Blood. I gave it five stars on Goodreads. And I have recommended it to people in real life. The reason that I loved this book so much is that Kararu uses a journalistic approach to the subject that not only made the medical information easy to digest and understand, but it humanized all of the people behind the Theranos story, both Patients who were misdiagnosed or their diagnosis was missed due to having used the Theranos technology. People in the company who questioned the validity of the claims and found to their frustration that all their concerns were brushed aside or dismissed or they were threatened with lawsuits for voicing those concerns as well as those who truly thought that they were a part of a revolutionary company that was going to change the landscape of the medical field and poured their time or their money into this venture in the full belief that Elizabeth was capable of what she said she was capable of. I enjoyed reading so many firsthand accounts, insider information, and what exactly the promises of the devices were and why they failed to work. I was intrigued because I've always wondered when I see these notices of advancement, how come no one else thought of that? Or how come no one else did that before? It seems so simple. And in this book, John Carreau is careful to give us some of that information. He tells us of the obstacles that Elizabeth faced. And he also points out that these are not obstacles unique to her. 
these were the obstacles that several others who were working in this field also faced and why they had to abandon this idea. I loved how much attention to detail there was and how much information he was sure to give us. He backed up every claim that he made with several people who were on the ground working in the company, things that they said or information that they had, documents that he obtained. Everything was fact-checked and backed up. And I loved that approach to such an important story where the facts were almost non-existent for years on what was going on with this company. Who would I recommend Bad Blood to? I would recommend it to anyone who remembers hearing about Theranos and hearing about Elizabeth Holmes and wondered what exactly happened to the company. If you like documentaries or books about the inner workings of companies or why things fail, like if you were a fan of, you know, the smartest people in the room uh, about Enron and things of that nature, you might be fascinated. But I would also recommend this book to those who like a more journalistic approach to writing. Kara Rue writes the cast of characters of this story very well. You, as soon as a character is introduced, you know who they are. You get these little details that make this very character driven. Elizabeth herself is a huge character in this story. And you see her characteristics, even though you don't hear from her mouth specifically, you know who she is or who she was at this time by the end of this book. But even so, there's so much plot and drama involved in a story like this that it keeps you turning the pages to figure out how are they going to skirt around this requirement next? How are they going to get this endorsement? How are they still getting money? How are they still doing this? When is this house of cards going to fall in? It is a fascinating plot to watch unravel. Even though you know that this book is 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 true, it's nonfiction, you still get caught up in it as if it's a novel. It's that surreal to think that this actually happened in the not too distant past that all of the medical community and business world were bamboozled into believing that someone had developed the technology that they still hadn't created and that they could get so many people to buy into what is at its root a business proposition without having hard data to support it. I am thoroughly excited to find that I've found another book that is both character-driven and plot-driven that has a satisfying conclusion. 
This book was not a quick read for me. It was more of a slow burn. It did take me a while to get through the book, especially because some of the sections are so dense on exactly what the technology was supposed to be able to do, how it was supposed to work, and why it was not working at the various stages of testing or rolling out the product. I much more enjoyed hearing about the individuals behind Theranos or that were being used to test this technology. Would I reread this or one and done? I probably won't reread this one, not because it isn't an excellent book, but when it comes to nonfiction and learning about a specific incident or company or person, usually I'm one and done. I need to learn about other people and other happenings. Would I auto-buy this author? I'm not very familiar with John Carreau's work as a journalist. Um, I know he works in this particular sector, and that's how he ended up getting the scoop on all of this. I probably would investigate further, see what the topic is that he's writing about. And if I'm interested in that topic, I do trust him to be able to render that topic in a way that's compelling that I would enjoy. Does this book make me laugh, cry, or feel another emotion? This book had moments that made me chuckle in frustration or sigh an awful lot or get very frustrated with what seemed to be just a charmed life and immense luck on the part of these people. Yeah, I had a lot of feels about what was going on in this book. Is this a book that I would keep forever or pass it on? I would definitely pass it on. I have told people to read it and I enjoy Um, hearing people's thoughts on this book. And it's one that I would definitely pass on because as I said, I probably wouldn't read it again, but I definitely did enjoy it. For tomorrow's book, I am not going to tell you what tomorrow's book is, but I am going to give you some hints and a clue as to what the book is. Tomorrow's book is one that was featured on the Buy Her Shelf blog as a get in my Kindle selection. The category that I chose to feature books that I could not wait to read. I pre-ordered this book and I received a, a free audio download of it before it came out. I follow this author on social media and listen to her podcast as well. And this book did not disappoint. For a clue, in case none of that gave you anything, this book is 
a personal story of this author engaging and wrestling with an essential question about God's character. I hope that gave you something to think about before tomorrow's episode. And I cannot wait to hear your guesses and if you got it right. If you're liking the 12 Books of Christmas series, or you want to let me know what you think your guess is for the following episodes, please feel free to shoot me a message either on Instagram at byherselfpod or at my email byherself at gmail.com or on our site www.byherself.com. I would be so interested to hear how you're liking these episodes and what you think about the books that I chose to highlight from my shelf for 2019. I'll see you tomorrow with book three.